This morning, we are in the second week of our series titled Onward. Everybody say Onward. Onward. Everybody say Onward. Onward. Which is all about looking at who we are as a church and where we are going while we look and unpack some of our core values here at the church. Right? Last week, Andy talked about how it is our desire for you to have a transformative relationship with Jesus, that we hope that you long to live like him, behave like him, act like him, and love like him. And this morning, going off of that, we will be looking directly at another one of our core values, the core value of strengthening families. And so this morning, I figured if we're talking about families, what better way than to say some quotes on families? Some of them funny, some of them serious, some of them more lighthearted. I have a disclaimer, though. These are not written by me. They are not, I'm not trying to make some grand statement with any of these quotes. Uh, My wife is in here, and so I want to make sure that she knows that. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, the first one, happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family in another city. (laughs) The informality of family life is a blessed condition that allows us all to become our best while looking worst. Children are a great comfort to us in our old age, and they help us reach it faster, too. (laughs) I like this one. Families are like fudge, mostly sweet, with a few nuts. (laughs) Sisters never quite forgive each other for what happened when they were five. I can attest, uh, brothers do the same thing. I broke my brother's arm when he was seven. He hasn't forgiven me yet. (laughs) He holds grudges. Um, Every family has that one crazy person in it. If you can't find that person, it's probably you. (laughs) Being part of a family means getting into fist fights and then smiling for photos. When I tell my kids I'll do something in a minute, what I'm really saying is, please, child, forget. (laughs) One day you will do things for me that you hate. This is what it means to be a family. And it's probably my favorite. The reason grandparents and grandchildren get along so well is that they have a common enemy. Figured you guys would like that one. (laughs) Finally, this is the last one. Family ties mean that no matter how much you might want to run from your family, you can't. Family ties mean that no matter how much you might want to run from your family, you can't. Many of you experienced this over the past two months. With Thanksgiving and Christmas, this was a lot of family time, which many of us love, some of us dread, many of us are just simply indifferent to it. And then you add Christmas break for those who have kids in school or for those of you who have parents whose roof you are forced to live under or don't. And you realize that family is hard. You realize that family is difficult, that family is beautiful, that family is messy, that family is fill in the blank for whatever you think of when you hear the word family. But here at LeClaire, strengthening families is something that we care deeply about. As many of you know, I serve here and work directly with our next-gen ministries and this core value of, of strengthening families. It stems from, our, from desiring to partner with families at the core, whether that be through our kids' ministries and student ministries that happen on the other side of the building or partnering with parents when it comes to leading their kids to Jesus or by providing the necessary tools to help strengthen marriages. We believe that healthy families have the ability to allow us to experience what it looks like to love and be loved by Jesus. But at the same time, we also believe that through a transformative relationship with Jesus, 
which is a core value that we talked about last week. You have the opportunity to impact and strengthen your family, whether as a son, a daughter, a spouse, or a friend, you can make an impact because this is the bottom line this morning. Your relationship with Jesus has the opportunity to transform your family and our family. That your relationship with Jesus has a direct impact on your family and our family. That when you decide to have a transformative relationship with Jesus, when you decide to let Jesus change you from the inside out, it will have a ripple effect in your family and our family. At least it should. We've already said that family is hard. Family is difficult. Family is beautiful. Family is messy. Family is fill in the blank. For whatever you think of when you think of family, but your relationship with Jesus has the opportunity to transform and change that said family. So let's look into it. The very first point this morning is your relationship with Jesus has the opportunity to transform your family. When we typically think about teaching on strengthening families, immediately we think of teaching how parents should raise up a child in the way that they should go. We think about how important it is for parents to engage with faith with their kids and talk about the things that are above. And as a student minister at this church, I will be the first to say, all of this is true. All of this is important. But building better families is important to God. You see, God created the family as the building block of a society. Martin Luther King Jr., whom we will celebrate on Monday, he said it this way, the group consisting of mother, father, and child is the main educational agency of mankind. Then in the Bible, God, he gives countless instructions to husbands and wives, to parents and children, to older generations and younger generations. And at Proverbs, it details a lot of wisdom for how parents are to teach their kids, how kids are to treat their parents, how people are supposed to coexist with one another. And then if you look into Psalm 78, you see a perfect example as it recounts the history of God's people, that they were told to continually remind themselves, each other, their kids, about who God was and what he had done for them. Psalm 78, it says this, I will open my mouth and tell a story. I will speak about things that were hidden, that happened a long time ago. We have heard about them and we know them. Our people who lived before us have told us about them. We won't hide them from our children. We will tell them to those who live after us. We will tell them what the Lord has done, that it is worthy of praise. We will talk about his power and the wonderful things he has done. He gave laws to the people of Jacob. He gave Israel their law. He commanded our people who lived before us to teach his laws to their children. Then those born later would know his laws. Even their children yet to come would know them. And they in turn would tell their children and they would put their trust in God. They would not forget what he had done. They would obey his commands. He was important in the Bible, and it ought to be important to us to pass along the truths of who God is, what he's done, how he's been faithful in the past, and how he will be faithful in the future. Because when we do this, right, then future generations will know him. Future generations will call on him. Future generations will put their trust in God. And that's what we're about here at LeClaire. That is what we want to help parents do, to tell the story of God to the next generation. The parents, you are vital to the upbringing of your children. 
that you are protectors, that you are informers, that you are the guide that helps your kids perceive what is going on in the world around them, that you are a comforter and a refuge. The parents, now more than ever, it is of the utmost importance that your relationship with Jesus is sound so that you can help transform the lives of your family, in particular, your kids. The difficult part is, is it starts with you. It starts with your faith. It starts with your transformative relationship with Jesus because, I don't know if you knew this or not, but kids will call your bluff. A lip service faith, words without action, statements without life change isn't transformative. It's, it's hurtful. And if it's real to you, if it's not real to you, how in the world could it be real to them? You can hide how you love God, love others, and prove it daily from me. You can hide it from our staff. You can hide it from your friends. You can hide it from the people who you interact with here on Sunday morning. But the one group you cannot hide it from is your spouse and your kids. Parents, I've heard it said before that the way that you treat the church and God today will possibly be the ceiling of how your kids' families will treat the church and God later. Are you showing what a transformative relationship with Jesus looks like? Are you loving and serving the church well now? And that's our desire. We want you and your family to have a transformative relationship with Jesus. But parents, we do know that it starts with you. That is our desire. Parents, I want you to be brave for a moment. I want to encourage you to ask your children on the way home. I said be brave from church today. What is one thing we can do better as parents to help you know God more? Be brave. But at the same time, when we think about strengthening families, what is often left out is the family that you didn't choose, or maybe even some other family that you did choose that isn't related to you, that your relationship with Jesus still has the ability to transform that family as well. And we desire that for you. You see, the reality is many of you in this room don't have children living in your home or don't have children at all. Many of you in this room aren't married or even looking for a significant other. Many of you weren't raised in a Christian family or were, and maybe it wasn't done the best way. So what about you? Does God desire to speak to you in the way of strengthening your family? The answer is absolutely, but maybe not in the way that you would think. You see, God isn't waiting to strengthen your family once you get married or if you get married, but actually God is wanting and desires to strengthen your family right now, today. Maybe the way in which God would hope to strengthen your family through your relationship with Jesus is the family that was given to you. It's through the family that you didn't choose. It's through the family that maybe you've spent the most time with, or at least maybe you spent the most few years with the beginning of your life. Some of us are happy with the family that God, well, that God has given to us. It's beautiful and it's life-giving. It's, alter, it's life-altering. We love our family. But often, even those who love their family, we forget that God is still longing to strengthen our family today. That through the busyness of our lives, we forget to call. We forget to pray for. We forget to serve and encourage And the reality is God desires to strengthen that family through you as you are transformed by Jesus in whatever ways that you can. I'm reminded of the passage in 1 Timothy chapter 5, 5, verse 4 and verses 8. And this text is all directed towards widows. But I do believe, and how we should care for for widows, but I do believe that it also gives us an understanding of what it looks like for us to care for our family. 
1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4, it says this. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, they should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. You skip down a couple verses to verse 8. It says this, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I'm not trying to convict you this morning, I promise. But it seems pretty clear to me that God desires for our families to be strengthened in large part by our own family. Then once, you, then once you leave said family, doesn't rid you of responsibility to that family or for that family. That God desires to continue strengthening your family for the rest of your life. And we desire for that for you as well. As that, that as you are transformed by Jesus, you can have an impact on your families in ways that you could never imagine. Kids, students, adults in the room, when you turned 18, don't stop calling. We turn 18, keep serving, keep loving, keep being present with the family who's made you you. Because God is longing to still do a new work in that family. Adults, you may have turned away from the family that made you you, but God is still longing to do a new work in that family. One of my least favorite things in working in next-gen ministry is when I hear from students is that all they can wait to do is turn 18 and go away and move away for college and get out of the house. And in this society that we live in, in Western society, that is a normal practice in our world. The rest of the world doesn't live that way, but we do, and I get it. But what I wish more students knew is that the moment that you step out of that house is the moment that, the parent, that, that you begin to understand your parents more. The moment that you step out, it's the moment that your parent can naturally become your friend. It's the moment that your parents actually need you the most. Parents... <laughs> You live your life knowing that your kid's going to leave. And students, you live your life knowing eventually you get to leave. So remember them. Serve them. Let your relationship with Jesus transform your family because you have a responsibility to them and for them. Siblings, keep calling. Keep checking in. Keep showing up for the very first friends that you've ever had in your entire life. Keep being a light in the darkness. Keep being the salt of the earth because you have no idea how much of an impact your faith is going to make within your family. So let your relationship with Jesus transform it and believe that it's possible. Believe that your relationship with Jesus has the power to transform the people who made you you. But while some of us are extremely happy with the family that we were given that we didn't get to choose. Some of us aren't happy. Some of us aren't happy with the family that was given to us. It's messy, and it's quite possibly really broken. I'm reminded of a story of Joseph found in Genesis. If you haven't read it, it starts in Genesis chapter 37. And Joseph, he was born, and if you want to read more about it, you can go a little bit further and learn more about Jacob. But Joseph was born into a family that had quite the family drama in large part to the father Jacob. He was, jo Joseph was the youngest at the time, and he was the father's favorite, which reality, that's what we do here today, right? The youngest is always the child's favorite, but God in the Western and Eastern society, that was not the normal. So in America, we do things wrong. Youngest children, you are a blessing. <laughs> I said it. Joseph, you see, he was given special treatment by his father. 
like receiving a cloak of many colors, and thus his brothers hated him. And out of that said hatred for their youngest brother, Joseph ends up being sold into slavery to the Egyptians by his own brothers. You see, when they return home, they lie and say that he was killed in the field by a wild animal. And Jacob, the father, is devastated. This family is the definition of broken. This family is the definition of a family that needs help. It's the definition of a family that's hurting and longing to be better. And while Joseph, over the course of his life, he's going to face many hardships over the course of many years, at the end of the story, Joseph, he ends up finding himself second in command of all of Egypt, overseeing a campaign throughout Egypt to set aside food in preparation for this famine. And eventually, that famine happens, and it provokes Joseph's brothers to go to Egypt to seek food. And to their surprise... They find that their brother, who they sold into slavery, is pretty much ruling over Egypt. And after a couple of fair tests by the brother Joseph, Joseph eventually embraces his brothers and takes care of them. And the rest of the family, even after their hardships, they put him through. He cares for them. I mean, this is a rags-to-riches type of story. This is a story, typically the takeaways from the story are that Joseph was courageous and faithful to keep going even when his life was awful, or that God was faithful to Joseph through his trials, and this is true. Joseph is typically the focus, and while that is a fine point, I feel that the main takeaway from this story is actually about Joseph's family and how God reconciled them back together. That there are many problems within this family, starting with Jacob, how he received his blessing by lying to his father and stealing it from Esau, how Joseph walked around like he was the greatest thing to ever walk the earth, how his brothers didn't know how to deal with their jealousy, so they decided to sell him into slavery. But God overcomes all of their sins. God overcomes all of their problems. The ending of this story is perfect because it involves Jacob and Joseph and all of the brothers reconciled back to one another. That the end of this story is beautiful and amazing because it's all about God bringing back together this family. That God has strengthened this family, the, the, the family, to his glory for his name, not because he had to, but because he longed to. That God is in the business of bringing people back to himself and then in turn bringing families back together. Not because he had to, but because he wanted to. And I believe that God longs the same for you. Starting with your relationship with Jesus. That God longs to bring your family back together. Some of your families are messy and potentially broken. But don't you believe that God, through a transformative relationship with you, that he longs to restore, that he longs to rebuild, that he longs to strengthen your family too? Absolutely. The way in which you walk through this will look different depending on the family. Many of us, while our family may be broken and messy, God is actively calling you through your relationship with Jesus to help transform your family, for you to be the one that mends the fences, for you to be the one that builds the bridge, for you to be the one that takes the first step towards reconciliation because of what Jesus has done in your life, because God longs to bring your family back together. But I would be wrong, though, if I didn't acknowledge that there are others, others of us that have messy and broken family situations, that it wouldn't be wise for you to be the active person mending the fence or building the bridge because of the hurts, abuse, or pain 
that has been caused by that family that you didn't choose, or maybe, quite possibly, the family that you did choose. But God still longs for your relationship with Jesus to transform your family. So while maybe it isn't you, what would it look like for maybe you to pray for it to be someone else to step in, giving your entire family over to God? If it can't be you to step into that said family, what does it look like for you to figure out how to go to God and ask him, what does it look like for you, Lord, to redeem my family back to itself? Maybe it's not me, but God, would you bring along someone else? trusting in the working power of Jesus to do a new work in them while he continues to do a new work in you. Church, it is our desire that your relationship with Jesus, the life of all that transformed the life of your family, the one that you didn't choose and maybe the one that you did, whether a parent or a spouse, a son or a daughter or a friend, our desire is for your relationship with Jesus to transform your family that when you understand that you actually have an opportunity to change your family through the working power of Jesus, that you would do it, that your families would look different. But at the same time, it is our desire that your relationship with Jesus transform your family, but maybe, maybe just a little bit more important, our family. This family, this church, these people, the people that you see in this room from our youngest to our oldest, that as your relationship with Jesus transforms you and then transforms your family, that it would take place here in this place. That the redeeming qualities of you and your family would begin to transform ours. You see, we believe that your relationship with Jesus has the opportunity to transform our family. That the church's power to transform has less to do with the people who are on this stage singing or teaching and everything to do with you and how Jesus transforms you to be the church inside and outside these four walls. That your relationship with Jesus is impacting the people who sit next to you and the people who one day might. That your relationship with Jesus transforms the lives of people in small groups like Rooted in big ways and in small ways. That your relationship with Jesus allows you the opportunity to pour into a kid who's in kindergarten in need of a person who cares about them. That your relationship with Jesus can lead you to the opportunity to pour into a high school student who's in need of a friend and a person who cares for them. Your relationship with Jesus can lead you to an opportunity to inviting a friend who is longing to know that God loves them and cares for them, that your relationship with Jesus can lead you to be a prayer warrior that prays big and bold and specific prayers for the people of this church that has the ability to transform lives, that God uses his people through Jesus to transform other people, that when you're transformed, you transform other people. And when we believe this truth, when we believe that Jesus is transforming us so that we can transform others, we are forced to come to the conclusion that our relationship with Jesus is actually a really big deal. That we can't just have lackluster faith anymore because it's impacting everything around us, your family and our family. And we desire for you to have a transformative relationship with Jesus because it impacts everything and everyone around you, starting with your family and continuing to this place, continuing to these pews, continuing to this room, 
continuing on the other side of the building in kids' ministry, continuing on Sunday nights for programming for student ministry, continuing in small groups, continuing in moments where you, where when our, our prayer document goes out for the week and you have an opportunity to pray for the people who are struggling and hurting and longing for Jesus, that your faith has the opportunity to transform your family and our family. Another core value here is that we would use what God has entrusted to us. This means that God has entrusted to each of us time and talents and treasures that he wants us to put to use. That applies in this area of strengthening families as well. That we all can use what God has entrusted to us to help one another not miss out on strengthening your family and our family. I'm reminded of Peter's words in 1 Peter chapter 4. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks their very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength of God that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Leclerc, as a church, we are a part of God's family. And this family is very important to me. And I hope it's important to you that this family is longing for the people that are a part of it to allow their transformed hearts by Jesus to transform the people here. That means no matter what stage you are in, if you are single, a college student, or married, or within, without kids, or empty nesters with grown kids that live far away, you have a part to play in allowing your relationship with Jesus to transform our family to become more like Jesus. Imagine what would happen if LeClaire owned up to the challenge of allowing our relationship with Jesus to transform our family here at this church. How much life change would take place? How many people would be transformed by the working power of Jesus? How many people would be baptized, that they would be raised to new life? How many people in the Metro East would know that they are known, valued, and loved by God if we here as members of LeClaire Christian Church decided that our relationship with Jesus has the ability and opportunity to change this family? That is our desire. The more people would know Jesus the more people would become more like Jesus and out of it have the ability to strengthen their family and this family. We're going to get to see that after service today. There's going to be a baptism. Why? Because a family decided that their faith was going to transform the life of their daughter. That our family decided that we were going to pour into that family. And so after service, if you have a minute, please stay for that baptism because I'm super excited about it. But during vision night, we played some videos that we made for each of our ministries. And while they were amazing, that all of them were amazing, one of those, I believe, shows what it looks like to allow your relationship with Jesus 
that your authentic relationship with Jesus it allows your relationship with Jesus to transform the lives of this family from our youngest to our oldest. Would you watch this video? Kids ministry brings a lot of joy into my life. I enjoy interacting with the kids. You get to see them grow and mature so much like in the two years that they're in my class. Um, like especially in kindergarten, they start off not being able to read and by the time they're finished there, they are reading. You can see them becoming um, more their own personality each and every year. And it's really great uh, to be able to see that and see them grow even in the relationship with Jesus. Um, I think that giving um, and helping the next generation um, know Jesus um, and develop their own love for God um, is one of the most beautiful things you can see. I guess probably one of the things that I love most is just getting to interact with the kids. Um, I enjoy um, introducing um, Jesus to them. I also enjoy um, seeing them get a new concept or um, them learn something new or them be proud of something that they've done in class. Um, you know, when they've gotten that memory verse or, you know, you see them do the motions to the music. It's just, it's all one great big thing. So. Um, Kid City is a great place to be. So I think Kid City is an important place for kids to be able to come and to learn about Jesus in a fun way. Um, you know, kids learn at a different level than what adults do, and we need to provide that for them. Um, and um, we need it to be some place where they want to come and are, can't wait to get there on Sunday morning to see their friends, to see their teachers, uh, to get to do some of the things. See what crazy things we have planned in the class that day. I'm sweating. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to just say that, that you feel about? Uh, I feel really blessed to be able to be a member of, of Kid City. Um, and I, uh, I do. I get a lot from it. I get, um, it's rewarding to me to see the kids. I like developing a relationship with them. I like having fun with them. Um, I like getting to know them on a personal level. I feel like I have the heart for the kids, you know, and, um, and that's my place to serve. Your relationship with Jesus has the opportunity to transform your family and ours. Your relationship with Jesus has the opportunity to transform your family and ours. Our desire is that you would decide that my relationship with Jesus matters because I can't let anyone down. That my family is depending on me. That my church family is depending on me. That the church in and of itself is depending on me. That Jesus, who has given us the opportunity to share his word, to share his message, is depending on me. That my faith matters because it gives the ability for me to make an impact on the rest of my family and our church family as well. So, what are you going to do about it? 
At the end of each of these messages, we are closing with a partner's commitment, which is just something that we believe that people who, are, who consider themselves members of this church should believe. It goes something like this. As a member and partner with LeClaire Christian Church, I will be faithful to the gifts God has entrusted to me in order to make the body complete. That when another part of the body is hurting or down, I will do what I can to lift them up. As a member and partner of LeClaire Christian Church, I will be an encourager. As a member and partner of LeClaire Christian Church, I will always be welcoming of new people, regardless of where they are from or their walk of life. As a member and partner of LeClaire Christian Church, I will handle any and all tension that comes my way with love. As a member and partner of LeClaire Christian Church, I will do all of this because I believe that Jesus is the hope of the world and we, his church, are the vehicle he has chosen to use to share that hope. And that is a really big deal. We pray with me? God, we are so thankful for you. We're thankful for your word. We are thankful for your truth. We are thankful for your son. And God, I ask that you would give us the courage, give us the strength, give us the wisdom to allow our faith to impact our families in a real way. That we would get out of the way of stopping what you are longing to do within our families. That, God, you are calling us to a greater purpose, that as you have transformed us, God, you are calling us to be a vessel to help transform more lives, to bring people closer to you, that you, God, are in the business of bringing people back to yourself. And a way that you do that is through the family. So, God, would you give us courage to show up? Would you give us strength to do so when it's hard? Would you give us wisdom to decide what's best? God, we love you. It's in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.